Welcome everybody to Mixed Reviews. What? We're doing a movie that wasn't done in the 2000s? That's right. <laughs> Take a trip back in time with us. What, what, what year is this movie? 1978? <laughs> it's 1984, but it looks like it's 78. Okay. We backpedaled a lot, guys. We're doing Dune. <laughs> it's not the one you want. No, it's the one you want. Trust me. <laughs> it's the one you didn't think that you wanted. But now you'll know. This, this is the Dune. <laughs> This was such a refreshing taste. I hate going back on old movies because they're all like dated and awful. I and love it. That's what's the best about it. This was the best. This this was dated in all the great ways. I'm gonna I'm going to make uh, two quick disclaimers. One, I smell, and I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying that because Paige and I always we have an inside joke where we always mutter to ourselves about our personal hygiene, but forget <laughs> that the mics are recording, so I always hear it. This time I'm openly just gonna say. I just came in from outside. That it's hot out. I smell. <laughs> I need to re-shower. <laughs> My other disclaimer. <laughs> I do not smell, but I am wearing the same sweatshirt I have worn for five days in a row without washing it. Can you explain to me why specifically college sweatshirts never get dirty? Because there are they are they come from college. They're made dirty. <laughs> they come from colleges. It does not need. To, I've have you ever been to thing. a college? <laughs> I didn't go to college. I don't know. <laughs> I slept in this thing, and I sweat a lot in my sleep. Like, I, I become a puddle. I don't all right, know why. I was not opening that up for us to be disgusting for the oh. first five minutes. This. I'm really sorry. I'm I, sorry that I might have given you a false pretense that that's what we were going to go into. I thought <laughs> we were sharing. I thought this was just a movie where we talk about our, or a podcast where we talk about I, our I, hygiene habits. That's true. Honestly, this movie's pretty filthy. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to say my other disclaimer is I have seen the 2021 Dune many times, and I have only read the first half of the book, so I'll have a whole lot to say on the first half of this movie, and like only kind of a little bit to say on the second half of this movie. Well, to be fair, the movie does the same thing. <laughs> exactly. I, I think one of the things that floored me the most about this movie was how story-wise it was keeping pace with the 2021 Dune up until that one hour mark up until the halfway point and i was like they're the same length but only one of them goes all the way through the first book i'm like how are they gonna do this horribly that's the answer that's the thing i was watching the first part i was like okay i recognize all this from the Denis this. one yeah. uh it, frankly it makes more sense in this version probably just because it's expositional dialogue galore up the ass yeah but you know i kind of like that because dune is so abstract where it's just I, like, I forget that yeah i read because I, I think that's the one thing where i get to give it a little bit of a praise because i did read the that part of the book before i saw the movie so there wasn't a whole lot that was up to the imagination like i knew where, what everything was going to be and like how everything was going to go yeah so i don't know how it is for other people who don't know what they're getting into and trying to like put those pieces together yeah i mean in, in as another disclaimer we are going to compare this quite a bit to the new dune because i've also seen it and we're gonna kind of with the new Dune, we're gonna we're gonna be touching it. We're gonna be bouncing back and forth. Um, but yeah, with with we the new to. with the new Dune, like I love a good spectacle piece. I love a thing where it's just like look at crazy stuff. Uh, yeah. But I couldn't tell you what the heck Dune was about until I saw this one. <laughs> I, I would just white, be like, I it's don't a white know. savior movie. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> I guess. For um, everybody sure. who is asking the question, is Dune a white savior story? It is. It's yes. written in the 1970s. Yes, it's a white savior movie. The Caucasian invasion of 1984. <laughs> My gay white son's Jesus. <laughs> In space. Is he gay? Is Kyle... Oh, oh, I mean, both Pauls look kind of twinky. They are twinky. 
the other one had a more he had a stronger chin. The ch- the yeah. Paul in the 1984 one, he would like get we'd get a profile shot and I, I'm sorry, but your chin should never be longer <laughs> than your nose. If it is, get surgery. There are options for you even in 1984. Or become a Reese Witherspoon <laughs> lookalike. Why is this chin so long? <laughs> should should we do uh should we talk about what this movie is about? How do you talk about what this movie is about? I mean, yeah, it's kind of like like all sci-fi movies. Of course, there's genocide. <laughs> so let's just let's just get that out of the way. It's a sci-fi movie from the '70s. Obviously, genocide is a thing. It's '84, 1984. It just it looks- was written in the the book is written in the uh, '70s. I'm pretty sure. You forget it's got context. Oh, okay. I um, thought these things just came into existence. I wish. I wish this movie just came into existence. Watching this movie is how I knew that I was just supposed to follow Dune through time. (laughs) I was like, oh shit, this is the original. I've been saving the moment to watch the original. (laughs) And we get to experience it together. Together on the podcast and everybody else gets to join in with us. I mean, Dune's about... I mean, it's it's honestly very like straightforward. There's a planet with a with a, I mean, houses, contracts and stuff. I don't know. The Dune planet has spice, which is like the most valuable resource in the universe. It makes you hallucinate. It makes you. It lets you travel through space and time, and like it folds time, which I like that they explain the folding of time in this movie. Yeah, um, that was a new thing. I did not see. They didn't talk lo- about that at all in the Denis one. There's actually a few things that they didn't really bring up in the other one that I noticed that. Like, I don't think the it, the movie loses it by you not knowing that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But it was it was cool to see this movie like try to pick out part the nuances of like the the book and stuff. It, but basically, so the Atreides house, which is our like main characters, Paul, his mom, and his dad, um, they get assigned to the planet, <clears throat> the Dune planet Arrakis, to harvest the spice. And it's basically just a ploy from the Emperor to send them there so that he can send other people there to murder them all. Which honestly seems like kind of a convoluted plan. <laughs> I feel mean, like there's probably a better way to do genocide, but okay. Wait, the Atreides house is like, they want to go and murder people? No, the emperor wants to murder the Atreides house. So that's the, why he sends him. That's okay. why he sends them to Arrakis. That was another thing that they don't talk about in the new Dune is I didn't know there was an emperor. I didn't know there was just like a one patriarchal dude just yeah. in charge I mean, of the they whole refer- universe. They do, they do reference it. They reference they it do? a lot. Yeah, yeah, and that's when um, the the Benny Gesserit goes to Baron, and she's like in the sound barrier when you see the little spider creature crawl off off screen in the new one, and she's like the the Emperor will favor your hand and send the Sardu car, and like that's that's what that's about. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I love how you say all these words that have never been spoken in English ever in their life, and you're like, that's what that's about. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm I didn't so take sorry. Klingon for this fucking podcast. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's literally all you have to read the book, too. The book just throws you in. I've told you a billion times. There's no world building. Like, I looked, I looked if there's a prologue. I was like, no, <laughs> there isn't. I, I can't I can't handle that. But I there's just learned like seven th- different names for Paul's messiah character. Which is, he's just Paul. He, he comes with a dumb name. He's going to stay with a dumb name, Paul. Well, because they call him the Shah Halud in the 2021 one. But in this one, they call him Madib, which is what he's called in the book. Madib. Madib. My dib. Three, that's, three that's D's. Like, that sounds and, like a name that you call like your homie. Like, what's up, my dib? Or a racial <laughs> slur. I don't know. My dib. <laughs> my dib. 
It's uh, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm I was I was really thinking thinking today instead of using Jesus, I'm gonna be like my dib. <laughs> you would be thrown instead into like an Jesus institution. Christ, be like my dib, <laughs> my dib, Shyalud, you stupid <laughs> fuck. <laughs> they would lock you away. Yeah, they would. Rightfully like, so. This person isn't well. Um, I was able to learn the names a little. I had. So here's my issue with the new dude. It very, as you've explained with the book, the book kind of throws you in. Yeah. And it's just like, figure it out, stupid. That's what the new one does. This one does not. Yeah. This one makes sure whenever a character is introduced, they say the character's name like 85 times. So that way you know that that is what the character's called, which is great for this an idiot This is Stilgar. Like Have you guys met Stilgar? He's a Fremen. This is Stilgar right here. <laughs> oh my gosh, look at that guy. He's got blue eyes. He must be a Fremen. That's Stilgar? The leader of the Fremen? Inner voice. It's, I had to watch it with subtitles. <laughs> and every time, like it's just inner voice. Did you like the inner monologue? I, okay, so, I, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna say yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go, yeah. Because um, it's a big part, it's a big part of the book. I'm happy it's not in the 2021 version, though. It, it Tonally, it wouldn't fit. It wouldn't fit. In this... <laughs> It's corny, don't get me wrong. It's corny and cheesy. But, everything but it is. does capture, yeah, it captures <laughs> Dude in such this, like, different light. I I love it. I love it so much. I wish, I honestly low-key wish Dinny would have tilted a little bit more this way, but I know they had to make money. But, oh my god. This movie is so great. <laughs> this is what we like, which is, like, rock and roll garbage. Hans Zimmer, where was the guitar? Where are the guitar riffs? Where this, is the guitar riff in that soundtrack? This is so good. It's incredible. I thought the soundtrack of sounds for the new Dune was cool. It, it is. It's very cool. No guitar riffs. I'm out. I'm out. They could have put one in. They should have put one in. They could have. It's, so, it's good. so good. And like, did you notice that they, they? So it's so old that it has like credits before the movie plays. <laughs> like that's how old. That's how you know you're watching an old movie is they put the credits at the beginning of the film. And in the credits at the beginning of the film, there are two composers. There's a guy who did, like, the main score, and then they have a separate credit for, I think, somebody named Toto, who did just the prophecy theme. Which I don't know what that is, but I think it's the one that sounds like God Bless America. I don't know if you <laughs> caught them. Okay, so it wasn't just me who thought that there was just God Bless America slowly crooning in the background of this movie. Because yeah. I was like, why does this sound so familiar? <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> oh my goodness. But do you, deserve a, right in. do you deserve a credit if you just took God bless yes. America and slowed <laughs> <Yeah>. it down? <laughs> it's do not you even slowed down. All you David added, Lynch. You just added like a cello. I don't even know what you added, but you just, is, is God bless America. But they had two composers for this movie and one guy only had to write one song. Was the other guy, who, I'm very curious, he was, was the other somebody. composer? He was just like, I can't do it. I'm done. Like, find <laughs> like, somebody oh, that else. that was a lot. <laughs> I got one more song left. I got nothing in me. Find somebody. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Bring I in the temp. I gotta phone a friend. This is, yeah. just, this is too much. <laughs> I have this, this guy who just graduated college. He needs a job. So like. They, sh they, sh they should have done that with this dude and just had Hans Zimmer do everything and just have one guy do all the guitar riffs. Well, <laughs> that's what they did for Batman v Superman. <laughs> Zack Snyder um, was like, I want something kind of rock and roll. And Hans Zimmer yeah, was like, Yeah, because that's I what write. fits into Batman versus Superman is rock and roll aesthetic. <laughs> hey, hey, the the Wonder Woman... Wonder, Wonder, the Wonder Words? Woman, the... That is rock and roll. 
That's Wonder Woman. It's not Batman versus Superman, though. It's in. It's in. I Batman mean, it versus is. Superman. Yeah. I mean, but aesthetically, I don't think. Of, I don't think of like rock and roll when I think of that movie. You shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> uh, but going back to Dune. Oh yeah. Uh, circling back to the beginning of Dune, the fucking the lady, the fade in lady voiceover, and when she fades out and then fades back in and goes, oh wait, and I forgot <laughs> to mention, and then she starts talking for another two minutes. If I were a celestial spirit, that would be me. I'd be like, all right, here's this like grand prophecy. Bye. Oh, in one second, don't forget to get Oreos on your way home. <laughs> okay, peace. <laughs> don't forget to get Oreos on your way. She, she is. I like the introduction. It was like very close. It, they're like, listen, we can't do Star Wars. We can't yeah. do this the scroll, so I know. We'll we'll do very soft lighting on the prettiest lady we can find in nineteen eighty four who doesn't look like a crackhead. They, and they really put her like up- dropping that transparency to make people look celestial <laughs> and cosmic. <laughs> what is she? Is she just a celestial being? I, I don't know. I assume probably a Benny Jesserit. She doesn't have the She's the- not bald. <laughs> <laughs> Again, also Denise. Where are the bald bitches? <laughs> All these old bags with full heads of hair? Absolutely not. There were points in this movie that I was watching where I was like, I feel like he has seen this original Dune so many times. So many like, the times. the costuming is pretty close to the new one. Yeah, yeah. Like, to the point where I was shocked. It, it literally looks like they were just like, okay, let's... Let's make a modern take of all these sets well, and I mean, everything. That's what a remake really is. And I mean, I, I mean, this is where I'm going to have to say I'm sorry, guys. I'm biased. You will always hear me bitch and complain about unoriginality in remakes. <laughs> unless it is something that I like <laughs> or someone that I like. Yeah, yeah, I'm hypocritical when it comes to that shit. If my favorite director is doing a remake, I'm on board for the remake. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else can burn. Yeah, fuck everything else. Unoriginal pieces of shit. What's that but, line um, that um not Jeff Bridges? Uh, Josh Brolin says for whatever reason he puts a punch on the line when they're like fighting each other. They're brutal. Brutal. Like what the? Reel that shit back in, man. What? Where are you? I want that as my ringtone. Like it's so. It's it so takes it jar, it's jarring. I want to know. I just want to know why that was the take you went with. There it sounds like be... a Mortal Kombat like voiceover after you KO somebody. Brutality, Gurney Halleck. It's so much. I love it. I mean, I like yeah. it. I like that take. I'm glad they went with that. <laughs> it just it's so out of place, especially with uh, Timothy Chalamet's weird performance. I feel like. Well, I feel like also after seeing this too, I think, and and reading the book, I think Paul Atreides is just a weird character to play. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of just like stands and stares at things and just has visions. Like that's that's kind of all he does anyway. So it's I feel like it's hard to portray him that way. I do think it's funny that he's only dressed as a soldier for the entire first half <laughs> of this movie, even when he's just like leisurely in his house. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like full shoulder pads and like his ribbons and shit. It's he's like, where are you going, Paul? You're like 15. That okay? That dude is not 15. That dude is 35 in the yeah, 84. Yeah, oh yeah, and always looks surprised <laughs> with the best head of hair. Oh yeah. my god! Every man on the planet needs to get um, Sarah McLaughlin's hair. What's his actual name? What What is the actor that plays Paul? Not Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin sure as hell doesn't play Paul. 
Kyle, Kyle Malaklin. Yeah, he has great hair. His hair is so good. It's so feathery. It's, oh, eight, 1980s hair was amazing. Everybody, yeah, if, if you are, if you're a man and you're curious on what haircut to get, Google 1984 and get the haircut that Paul has. Oh, okay. I thought we just going to say, Google 1984 and take a haircut from there. I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, no. no I'm no, not no. going to point fingers, but I'm saying you're opening it up to a lot of a lot of mistakes there. Yeah, we saw Sting's hair in this movie, which is a whole a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I missed, I, I, wait, I, oh, oof. I love that the freaking Harkonnens are all gingers. That is. Oh, yeah. Circling back to my look at the Irish comments about gingers. <laughs> I saw that. The Harkonnens are so much better in this than the 2021 dude. So that's <laughs> the Baron's race, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The disgusting clown people. <laughs> Baron also significantly better. Oh my god. I So I'm a big um, uh, Stellan Skarsgård fan, but yeah, this guy... This guy was like, I know exactly what movie I'm in. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. spit on literally everyone. Everybody Why is, is he so moist. Everybody's getting COVID in this film, I swear to God. I love how a movie literally called Dune about a desert it is one of the squelchiest, most moist it's films so I've ever seen, probably. So I, I, like, physically, like, kind of gagged at a few moments. <laughs> I love it. I also. Uh, so I. I have a bone to pick. Okay. I don't know why, and it's not, it's, I, it's, before you say anything, it's not a fetish thing. Okay, it's not a fetish thing. Well, now I'm going to wonder if it's a fetish thing. Uh, <laughs> I like it when characters spit on other characters in movies. And, <laughs> stop. Yeah, it's not a fetish, it's not a fetish thing. It's, it's not a fetish thing. It's not, stop. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not I agree with you. I think it shows more. It's it's like quote unquote edgy. I wish that because the actor has to. I mean, I know in this one they didn't. They poured something on her. But they the actor, to. you see both of them, and both parties have to commit to being the spitter and then the spit receiver. And I, <laughs> I like to see that because it shows a commitment to acting that you are okay with someone spitting fully in your eyeball. And this happened where a character got spit on in this one and I need you to tell me if it happens in the book. So there's a point where Paul I'm gonna I'm gonna dig myself out of this hole, okay? Just wait. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Get your shovel ready. There's a point where Paul Atreides and his stupid fucking mother get captured and put in like a plane or something. And for whatever reason, they're talking about doing, like, very horrible things to his mom or whatever. And then one of the characters spits on her. And that wasn't in the new Dune. Baron, no, Baron spits on her. Baron, yeah, because he's that's been not, building no, that's Flem. not in the book. I don't, I don't, uh, it's been a minute. But I don't think that's in the book. Where, this like, was, Baron sees, because I don't think Baron actually comes into contact with Jessica and Paul when they're, like, tied up. Yeah, there's you could you could see the David the David Lynch where it's just weirdly rapey all the time, and this, everybody's fondling everyone. This is our first David Lynch film of all the David Lynch films know, that we could have picked. We picked 1984 Dune. Of course we did. It's not a art. and not Mulholland Drive, not even Twin Peaks. We go with fucking Dune. The one movie he didn't want to make, he did not want to make this movie at um. all. And he's one of the only people who could. He was. <laughs> and um, it's great. I just want to say, we're 20 minutes in and we haven't brought up the Roblox armor. 
who on God's green earth looked at that, even in the 1980s, and goes, yeah, that's that's what it should look like. I need I need you to remind me. I need to Google image because I need to. I watched this movie. Oh on yeah, Friday. you have you have to look at it. Yeah. No, okay. What do I type know. in? Just type in dude 1984 armor or shield. It's called shield. Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. There's yeah. Shield. <laughs> <laughs> Polly with a blur on it. And my favorite part is they did zoom in on faces and you can't see anything. I like, mean, you what's can, you the point? Just keep it on a Y. You know. <laughs> there's, oh. a, there's a point where. Oh my goodness. Patrick Stewart, which also surprised Patrick Stewart is in this movie. Yeah, what the hell was he doing in here? <laughs> I don't know, but this is the movie that got him his role as Picard on Star oh, Trek. Oh, that's right. That's right. I did actually. I think now that you're saying that, it sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> but they're fighting with the Roblox shields or whatever, and it is just like giant, like pastel peach squares. Yeah. That are <laughs> like 90% opacity. Yeah, yeah. They're horribly blurred. They're horribly like tracked to the body. Like they move with the body, but the way they interact with the other pieces <laughs> of the quote unquote shield, you can see like the, sh the angles <laughs> shifting through each other. It they looks like when you glitch out in Minecraft. <laughs> That's what it like when you glitch through a block in Minecraft. That's <laughs> what it looks like. Also, they have a drop shadow on all of it. All of it has a drop <laughs> shadow on it. <laughs> It doesn't match the lighting at all, so like it's a square with then just a, a very like harsh but then rapidly blurred black line around <laughs> all of it. That's one of those where they probably just copy pasted the layer, turned it black, and just <laughs> faded it out a little bit more on the sides. But I loved it. I loved um, it because of the commitment. The commitment <laughs> also the guns that have no muzzle flares and it only makes and have no kick, they only make sounds. It looks like kids at a birthday party. Oh, when he's fighting the like the like thing that shoots. Yeah, when they like all when the when the Harkonnen storm in with their guns, there's no muzzle flare, there's no bullets, there's nothing. They just shake the guns and you hear a couple noises and people just fall over. It, it is literally actors, you know, it, it's literally kids going pew, pew, pew. But now yeah. it's the actor's job as a full-grown adult to go pew, pew, pew while being recorded on a camera. Welcome to filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so, it's so great. But the, the commitment to the robot, because they just fight. You know how in the new Dune, he does like a test with the knife? Yeah. Um, before they like fire up and because it, it kind of there's no real good way to do that effect. It kind of looks dumb in the new Dune too. Yeah. Like it's not. I the feel best like it look. looks the best it probably could have been, but yeah, because yeah. it's such it's an abstract. Video yeah, it's such an abstract concept, and you can only do that with CG, and it's probably a pain in the butt to get the lighting right. But with this one, they didn't do a test or anything. They fired. That, that looks like the test. <laughs> 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 they fired that shit up on a wide, so it like it's you jarring. see everything. <laughs> it is jarring. Like the the cuts. This that's that's the one way I would describe this movie in all of its context. It is jarring. The cuts <laughs> in this movie make no sense. The editing is all over the fucking place. I don't I don't know who signed off <laughs> on this cut, but it's not good <laughs> and it makes no sense. But it is jarring the vision, like the visuals that they cut to and from. 
the, um, we have to talk about the giant celestial fetus in the tank. Oh, <laughs> the guy. <laughs> I love that thing. First of all, because it's all practical in a puppet and it's wet. It's so it's wet, wet. They put it in water. Yeah. They have a scrubber <laughs> behind him. Squeezing away the welcome secretions. <laughs> Is that in the book? No, but that's Because when I, I Snapchatted you back, you very blatantly, with like no humor at all, was like, you have to clean up the welcome secretions. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, is this part of the lore of Dune? <laughs> Sorry, my dry humor did not come across well on Snapchat. I was, I was fully convinced. I was like, oh, that must be in the book. <laughs> Sorry. I tried to be facetious and I accidentally gaslit you. <laughs> it happens. I was like, welcome secretions are right on. Okay. But or sci-fi, man. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it. I want to watch a movie where there's welcome secretions. That's not a fetish thing either. God. Um, but they, they, so who's, who's the, who is the fetus worm in a tank talking to? What was the point of that whole scene except to explain the folding of space? I think that is it. <laughs> And that, oh, oh, and it's to because that's at the very beginning. I want to say that's the emperor when he explains why he wants House Atreides. He's basically just explaining the entire movie. He's like, "This is why I want House Atreides to go on Arrakis because I'm afraid of them. They're too powerful, so I'm gonna move them here so that these people can come in and murder all of them, and then everything will be good again." And like that's the whole point of that scene. So um, Tankworm is Hitler, basically. Yeah, I don't really okay. know what Tankworm is to be honest. Oh wait, can we call him? Tank Hitler? I, tank Hitler? Hubert. Hubert? I like I that. Know. He looks like a Hubert. He looks like a Hubert. <laughs> Squishy but he, little he, Hubert. <laughs> Hubert rolls in and he has like triangle mouth. He has a it's very, very vaginal. There's a lot happening. Oh, but it also kind of looks like a nose. Like it yeah, has like a septum. That's why it was like it's a triangle. Yeah. It's the and it's so I know there's two puppet rigs happening. There's the big puppet rig, and then they built a separate puppet rig just for close-ups on his mouth when he's talking that I know it's just some dude with his hand in it doing this, like doing the puppeteering. Yeah. Um, I loved it, though. I loved the random cuts of the mouth when he's saying, like, just, I don't know, it's, conjunctions. Like, see, it's not even saying plot point jarring, words. It's jarring, though. I'm not prepared. <laughs> I can't have that kind of stuff just show up on screen and when I'm in the middle of a movie. <laughs> 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 it's great, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> there was a Lynch, there was everybody. a moment like halfway through. I was like, oh my, oh my god, that is that is visceral. <laughs> he rolls in to explain some plot device, and he has literally an army behind him in this tank. There's like forty five people for the welcome secretions. <laughs> and there's a dude literally with a black Dyson just <laughs> vacuuming. <laughs> Behind the tank, <laughs> and I don't know why, but I want to know what his story is. How did he get that job? You know, you know what I want to know. What is with the pugs? <laughs> what is with all the pugs in this movie? Did you do you see this shot of the Atreides guy with the pug strapped to his chest, running into battle? Why are you bringing the pug into battle? Is that what was? I couldn't catch what was on his chest. It was, it was a, pug. a pug. It was a pug. They just randomly. There's one scene where Paul is just petting a pug the whole scene. Is it because they look alien? I, I don't feel like know. there's there's way more alien looking dogs. That's what I. That's what I was thinking. I was like, literally, you're you're doing a sci-fi in a and dune you, planet, and you, and you, you your most exotic animal is a pug. 
and a shaved cat. You notice the, the shaved cat, too? We need to talk about the shaved cat. <laughs> we need to talk about the shaved cat. I don't have a lot of, like, parent instinct in me, but I have a lot of feel for cats. I That cat did not want to be in that ring. No. I'm pretty sure that's somebody's cat. That is a real cat, and that, that cat did not want to be there. <laughs> they have this cat, like, in a harness where its feet don't touch the ground. It's literally being weighted. Like, it's all its body weight is on its stomach. It's basically like and it's fake in, planking. Like, it's like supportive planking. It, yes. And it's, like, in a box, suspended, and they're, like, carrying it around. So not only is the ca- the cat is jiggling on this rig in this thing, and it is meowing nonstop. And it, it is, is like, tr- it's trying to get out of there. This poor sphinx, hairless cat. And I, I'm so upset. That is animal abuse. Yeah. I'm so well, mad welcome, about Welcome it. to that, that, this time of movies. <laughs> and they also taped a rat to it. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a rat No, to that's it. why, like, like, especially with the visuals of like all like the chunks of meat and stuff everywhere that's a part of the reason why it made me so like gross out because i'm like you know full well they just actually just got foul pieces of meat and just threw them around yep to get these shots it's like that is filthy i can smell this movie what did you think of the baron's planet how everything was like green i liked it willy wong it it looked like an off-brand oompa loompas it did (laughs) like that's where the big oompa loompas live I, I liked a lot. Too. The problem I have with the new Dune, even though it's like, it is beautiful to look at. There's no denying it's stunning. I don't buy that it's a planet where people actually exist in or like the uh, environments. I'm like, nobody does anything in there. Like, what is that for? Yeah, yeah. It's all just like, oh, look at this shot. Look at these people outdoors doing this look one specific vast. thing. Yeah. Look at how this room is so big it doesn't have a ceiling. Like <laughs> it's it's stuff like that. Citizen um, Kane could never. Or <laughs> <laughs> this one, this it doesn't feel real, but it feels more grounded. Where I'm like, okay, I can believe that this is like a sci-fi universe with like you know that I think it's the Emperor's room. It's whatever the gold room is that has like teardrop things. Oh yeah, yeah. So, like, that made sense to me because I'm like, oh, this is a fancy way to soundproof a room in sci-fi universe. I'm like, that's really cool. Where, like, everything in the new Dune is, like, vast, echoey, blah, 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 blah. Sound stages, basically, yeah. Yeah. It's very, like, Blade Runner-y, which, I mean, I guess is, like, the way to do sci-fi nowadays if you are doing something that big. But, yeah, I feel like it takes away a little bit of, like, the originality from, like, yeah. what you could have from those set pieces. And I know, like, <clears throat> the 2021 Dune definitely probably had to get, like, stylistically watered down to be, first off, PG-13. And <clears throat> secondly, to, to be marketable and, you know, be Warner Bros. like, big blockbuster of the years. So it's, like, that's why there's some things about it that I'm not super happy with, but I understand how. I mean, the whole movie got pushed back, for Christ's sake, just because they were worried it wasn't going to make money. It got pushed yeah. back an entire year because they were that worried about how much money it was going to make. So, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i happy with what it was, but yeah, this I, definitely has a little bit more to it. Yeah, if it feels more real. It feels, it feels more, to, to call it more real, it doesn't feel real at all. I think it, that's why. It feels more like... I can't think of the word, but it almost feels visceral? like more, not visceral, but like put together, like more like stylistically cohesive in a way that feels like a universe. Like yeah. the new Dune very much feels like this is what I just should be looking at. Yeah. And I mean, we know Denis Villeneuve can build worlds and do that kind of really cool stuff. So it's like for me to just be like, oh yeah, this is what I would imagine a sci-fi bedroom to look like. There it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then for these to be like, I mean, granted, most of it's just like factories and basements with like, and like pirate ships. There's yeah, a lot of like, like pirate lights. ship sets. Oh, another thing. This movie talked about like the uh, preciousness of water way more than the the movie does. The the 2020 yeah. movie does because that's like a huge thing in the book. And I don't yeah. know if I don't know if maybe they get they got rid of it in the 2021 because like I said I haven't finished the book, so I don't know if it like is one of those concepts they like bring up at the beginning and then it sort of kind of goes away as more events like more pressing things happen. But like it's a really big part in the beginning of the book where everybody's like, you have to do everything you can to preserve water. No water can be wasted. Yeah, that's that's the thing I noticed too because at the end of this movie they show those not cisterns. What are they? Bunny cisterns. No, 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 no. Um, uh, who are the people that Javier Bardem plays in the new Dune? Oh, the Fremen? The Fremen. Um, the Fremen have, like, these giant caverns filled with water. Yeah. Um, and I was, like, actually, like, oh, shit, there's water. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, they had played out so much, like, there's no water literally yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so I, when I, I saw like that... They- it was cool. Where if the new one, I feel like in the second one, if, whenever the hell the second new Dune gets made, if it October will... October 20, 2023. Yeah, I'll bet yeah, you on yeah, that one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it actually comes out then. <laughs> um, I feel like if they throw that in in the next one, I'm not going to care. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, cool. That's, that's, I blame the mouse. Do you remember that stupid mouse in the, in the new one? Yeah. It, it's like a CG mouse because yeah. they showed me that mouse. I'm like, oh, there's water because that mouse has lots of water on him. Well, it's because he's sweating. I don't They're, care. It's like drinking its own perspiration. I don't care. Yeah. I saw moisture. <clears throat> Everything's fine. Well, and they, what, what to me is peculiar is they put in that 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 scene that is in the book about the guy who waters the palm trees, and they're like, he's like, this takes like the average. They each drink like a hundred people's worth of water, and it's like, and Paul has that conversation with them, and that's just kind of like where it ends, where it's yeah. like in the book they're like they're constantly, and I think that's that's another thing why the the VO kind of helps because a lot of what happens in Dune is all just like you hearing characters' thoughts. So I understand how that gets difficult to adapt it to a screen. Yeah. But like, so I think that's where it assists here where it's like, yeah, it's cheesy and it's expositional, but like, otherwise, how are you going to know? Yeah. Unless the characters are just straight up saying it out loud, which is going to be even more cheesy and expositional, potentially. Which a lot, unless you're doing like 2001, which I know that's the sci-fi movie everybody says. Sci-fi, uh, the 2001 A Space Odyssey, the plot is honestly, it's very bare bones. There's not a lot happening with the plot. So you can do there is no exposition in that movie because every all the bare bones is very easy, easily seen. If you're doing like a big world building pl- piece with lots of like quote unquote science, this is science fantasy essentially. Yeah. You need you need characters, you need um an outsider character that comes in and explains yeah. everything to that person especially in movie form probably in book form it's easier to d- not it's, do that it's yeah i mean because in, in book form it's a third person book so it's yeah. like you can it tells you like the way people interpret stuff it gives you their straight up thoughts so it's way easier to, to get that information out of people and yeah. i'll that's one thing i gotta give this one credit for especially for establishing as much like t- for doing the entire first book yeah it like it it pulls some really important like small pieces from the book and like small details that the new one didn't do and the new one's only half of this 
Yeah, which is why I was so shocked where it's like, wow, you crammed so much in here. I got a full sense of the scope and story of everything. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's not good. Maybe poorly. It's not good. But <laughs> that's but I, right off. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> where this yeah. new one, I'm like, this is a whole lot. It's it's like my thing with like Midsommar where it's a lot of sweeping shots of mediocre nothing happening. Yeah. For, for aesthetic. Yeah. Which again... I like the new Dune. I really do. It's very pretty. But I, I view it as like a two and a half hour long music video more than I do an actual story. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this so. Story. <laughs> this had this. This was an epic. This was a chronicle. <laughs> like <laughs> this had this so was, many of the things. <laughs> this was nuts. Let's. Can we take a moment to talk about Sting and his like uh, American Eagle thong? That he comes in and they they linger and they let him like bask yeah. in it. Those he's, two are great. <laughs> he like, spreads his arms. He's like, I've been on cocaine because it's the 80s. So I'm he's like, like that. He's like just grinning ear to ear the whole time. <laughs> he's that weird version of skinny, but also ripped at the same time. Yeah. Jared Leto shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I look amazing because crack is great for you. <laughs> and he's just sitting there with arms spread. And then his thong is a metal like art deco eagle. That's navy. You need that And he, <laughs> he just looks at you like, yeah, I know I look hot. <laughs> <laughs> I want these original costumes so bad. <laughs> I want that thong, man. I, I want a Baron's flying suit. It <laughs> looks oh! like a Willy Wonka contraption. <laughs> and I love he just laughs maniacally. <laughs> I love how they didn't even try to hide the fact that he's out of wire because he fully like swings like a pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure they just tied him to a rope and like colored over it oh, on definitely. the actual film. He's like, fuck it, just send me up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> These were all theater people. This was done <laughs> by stage hands. <laughs> These were not film people. <laughs> but he, the song that plays when he first goes up, that's where the guitar kicks yeah, in. Yeah. And like everything is. It's and so all good. he's doing is flying around and, and then laughing. at one point he. <laughs> laughing and then he eats something i don't what does he eat does he eat a person i, I think, think he, he eats, a person. eats a piece of meat there's just pieces of meat constantly Do you remember that one scene where i think it's Robon grabs the cow's tongue out of its mouth oh, and yeah. starts eating it. they just eat meat <laughs> I think it's I think it's a play on like meat eaters. This is a pro vegetarian movie because the people that eat meat are very clearly the bad guys. You can tell by the guitar riff yeah. and the maniacal grinning. But I want a guitar riff. Why can't good guys have guitar riffs? Wonder Woman has the guitar riff. Oh my goodness, if you talk about Wonder Woman one more time, I'm still not going to watch it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Wonder Woman. I do want to talk about that song. <laughs> I haven't but, seen it, so I don't know what you're talking about. You don't need to see it. It's bad. I won't. Um, it's this. I had a great time. I I don't. I need to rewatch the new Dune because I only saw it once. But I kind of like this a little because it's everything. Well, you I you can't. Like. It's, it's gone now. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, it left on uh, November twenty first. It was only there for a month. <laughs> you know what I'm mad about? What? After I got done watching uh, the 1984 Dune. I put on the new Dune and then stopped halfway through. I'm like, I'll watch it later. Yeah. No, you won't. <laughs> on November 21st. Yeah. It'll it'll come back in like a month. You know how HBO is. Jesus. You know how they got rid of the Harry Potter collection just so they could bring it back oh, two yeah. months later? <laughs> like, get it while it lasts. We're putting it away forever. It's back. Merry Christmas. 
<laughs> Welcome back to Hogwarts. <laughs> But um Welcome back to Hogwarts. <laughs> I love how you don't know the Harry Potter thing at all. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. I know the Harry okay, Potter yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Written in E minor. It's not it's not nearly as fun as Welcome back to Hogwarts. To Hogwarts. <laughs> That is I great. I would like that if Hagrid sang that every time the kids got off the train. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Hogwarts. <laughs> like, Shut the fuck up, Hagrid. I got four <laughs> exams. My Ritalin is wearing off and I am so pissed I can snap my wand in half. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Can we remake the Harry Potter movies, but you're but Harry? <laughs> <laughs> Where is Harry? Oh, he's having a Molly come down. He'll be in around noon. <laughs> <laughs> He's the chosen one or some shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really? They chose this one, the one that's always hung over. Okay. <laughs> to be fair in the final two movies, Daniel Radcliffe looks always hung over and actually was. <laughs> Harry, it's a Harry hangover. When you play that role, oh sorry, when you play that role your entire life, I imagine. Oh you, yeah. You hit those bigger numbers and you're like, "Ah, fuck." going to be Keith Chalamet with the Dune franchise. He's going to be like 80 years old trying to be 15-year-old Paul Atreides. <laughs> If he keeps his tiny anorexic body, I'm sure he'll be fine. I hope he just gets fucking yoked and he's just a completely different looking person in the next one. <laughs> like it's not even Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. What if they just I honestly I'm low key not going to be surprised if they just recast the entire movie. <laughs> I hope they don't recast um Javier Bardem. He was my favorite part. They can't. They they should never. So who do you like better? Josh Brolin is what's his name? Gruber? Gurney? What's his name? Gurney? Gurney? Gurney Hallett. Uh d I like Patrick Stewart as Gurney a bit more than Josh Brolin. I like Patrick Stewart too. Patrick or I don't think Josh Brolin played a good Gurney at all. He's like supposed to be like a fun uncle. Like he sings songs all the time in the book. Like that's his thing. Is he sings songs to people? That's why when, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Josh. That's why. That's why when um, Timothy Chalamet tells him he's like sing us a song instead, it seems super out of place because you're like, why the fuck would you ask him to do that? But that, that's <laughs> not his the character. guy that just shouted brutal in yeah, your ear. Yeah, yeah. He like carries around like a musical instrument and like plays songs for people. Like that's his character in the book. What's his role in the House of a Trip? What is he? Is he like the bodyguard? He's, ba he's basically like, yeah, like the Duke's like right hand guy, like one of his right hand guys, because apparently he's got like seven. <laughs> But like, I, yeah, he's like the military guy who's like protects the Duke. And should like, we sh should we take a moment to talk about how there is literally nothing but white people in this movie? Oh yeah, even, I mean, it's, even the guy that's when it's clearly made. Asian, they found <laughs> a white guy. They found a white that guy that looks kind of Asian. <laughs> But he's very clearly a white man. <laughs> This there's not a single person of color in this movie of at any all. Any kind of color, <laughs> any not, any kind of color. Not even in the background. It is just a sea of pasty faces. I mean, it's a beef. I mean, look at Hollywood in, at this time. Were there were there that many black people? I mean, yeah, I don't even think other people were in Hollywood at that time. They hadn't. What do you mean? Were there many black people? <laughs> in, I was gonna say. Did black in people Hollywood. exist in 1984? No, they didn't. Absolutely not. I was born in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> Jimi Hendrix's lie. Yeah, you knew. You know, during the fall of Nirvana, black people came from the dark matter from space on the other planet. It's an H.P. Lovecraft book. <laughs> <laughs> He wrote fact, not fiction. 
<laughs> this is science faction. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> there, it is nothing, nothing but white people. So, dock a point from that, but yeah, it was 1984. But now I'm wondering if David Lynch is a racist, because I don't think I've ever seen anybody other than white in any of his movies ever. I mean, do you know anything about David Lynch? He's no. fucking nuts. <laughs> is he? <laughs> yes. Oh. I need to watch like an entire documentary on him. He got really into painting. And I want to say, if you look up his paintings, they're ghoulish. <laughs> they haunted me for a little bit. We're doing it now. He like has a fascination with like dead shit. <laughs> and like, he was basically just like a recluse for like his entire life. David Lynch paintings. <laughs> they're creepy. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking weird. <laughs> like, what's wrong with him? What Who hurt you? They look like child drawings. He's but crazy. But they're like 3D? There's this one with- it looks like a child that has it, really long arms that's holding a box of matches and then it looks like he rubbed feces all over the canvas. Actually, yeah. This is beautiful. Yeah, this is <laughs> right. art. It's like this a velvet bu- it's like velvet buzzsaw, but instead of his blood, it's his feces and all of the paint. <laughs> like, dude, your paintings are great, but they smell like shit. <laughs> well, there's I- a reason for that. I really, I really like these. Wow! I figured this looks you like would. A- <laughs> They're ghoulish. Yeah. This is yeah. Anything ghoulish and uncomfortable, I like. Yeah. It. I don't know why you like painting. this movie. This is ghoulish and uncomfortable for sure. No. Also, we haven't talked about the sandworm. Oh! The sandworm. <laughs> I. Does the new one look better? Yes. Yes. Do I like the design of the original one better? Yes. Yes, because it's an uncircumcised penis with a vagina mouth with yep. teeth. It's a vaginus worm. It's a pansexual dream. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to spit on it? Do you want to spit on it, Paige? Yeah, <laughs> spit on it. I I would have I would love it if when Paul like got on the sandworm, he's like, so this is how you ride. Gotta lube it up first. <laughs> and then you do like a two-handed jack off of it. <laughs> I fold the time. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mix for Use podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry about t- that. <laughs> we're at, now, so the sandworm, uh, everything involving the overtaking of the sandworm looked like it was from the 40s. Like, yeah. they put a rear projection. <laughs> it is a rear... It's... It I, is a rear projection in, like, I think somebody's garage. <laughs> this movie is a glorious combination of horrible <laughs> composites, really weird puppets. And then claymation? Yeah, yeah, and then miniatures <laughs> that are just With, with very not... smooth claymation. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I went, so this movie, a friend of mine really wanted me to watch it. And he was telling me, he's like, everybody trashed the first one because the effects are so bad. They're so bad, so bad. And I was watching, I'm like, this looks like a 1984 film. Like, this is fine. Yeah, it's dated, but it still holds up, whatever. And then I got to the sandworm. And yeah. I understood. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I want to be that for Halloween with all the ridges. <laughs> I did like how he pops the scales. Yeah, the arm. What is it? Do y'all know? Do you guys know worm anatomy? I don't. But he. And then what did he. Why did he pop it? That's what, what I was. Well, the, I think he needed to 
stab it to get to the meat. So he had to like pry open its sandworm armor and stab the muscle so he could like go up it. But then I, he I did was that. very yeah, I was very confused. I also, if I don't get a CGI shot of Timothy Chalamet supermaning on a sandworm <laughs> in Dune 2, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Cause that shot was golden. It was so good. <laughs> I the I like the sandworm. I liked I liked how they had just they sent just Paul. They're like, Paul's got it. If he dies, then we know not to do this. But then Paul didn't die, and they're like, okay, everybody charge. And then it's just like really far back shots of people vaguely climbing a thing that is very obviously not there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but overall, it was fine. <laughs> I also love how all the ships are just copy-pastes of the exact same <laughs> layer, but just slightly smaller, and they have, like, the star overlay or the fog a little bit closer. Also, why is there just, like, fog everywhere? It's space, man. We we know our stance on fog. We accept fog we in all shapes and forms. We do accept fog, but... I mean, I'm just curious, <laughs> aesthetically, <laughs> what were you thinking when you're like, you know what space needs? Clouds. <laughs> Fucking clouds. It does have clouds. Space does have clouds. Clouds. <laughs> there are space clouds. Do they look like that? No. No. <laughs> they don't look like that at all. Damn. <laughs> they have a lot of colors. Um, yeah. I don't, I mean... <laughs> I feel like the the shittiness of the effects though is like so consistent. It like works with I you disagree. after a while. You don't think so? I, I don't think so at all. I think I it's think just all so looks, bad. Oh, I think some of it looks fine. The claymation on the sandworm is honestly excellent. It's very smooth. I mean, it's it fine, but it's like it's I mean, the rest of it. There is a cool shot where I don't know how they pulled this off in 1984. It had to be something where they, like, layered two pieces of film. Because this was all shot in film, because obviously. Yeah. And it's a point where Paul and his stupid fucking mother are running on the sand, and you see their feet. And they somehow put an effect where the sand is, like, falling back because the sandworm yeah. is coming up. Yeah. That looked dope as hell. Yeah, that was super cool. Like all, I think, like honestly, all of the uh, like the effects surrounding the sandworm, and that's when it comes to the new dunes marketing. I was kind of pissed that they showed the sandworm in the first trailer because I was like, if you want to like wow people, push that shit to the end, save that for later, because that's the best part. That's like the coolest, yeah. most interesting part about it, and it's the most interesting part about the book too. And you only see it for twenty seconds. Good yeah. God, what a cock tease! So I hope there's like ninety percent. I know. Ninety percent more, more sandworm. sandworm. We request it. <laughs> yes. Because I, I, I sent screaming snaps to my friend while I was watching the new Dune going, all I want is the sandworm. I am only here for the sandworm. Yeah. And then they show it. It does a little puppy head tilt and then leaves. Yeah. And it's all in like the last 10 minutes of the new Dune. This at least you, just, you do sandworm. get to see somebody ride it at the end. I'm, well, the I'm new Dune? Yeah. at the It's like literally one of the last shots. Spoilers if you haven't seen the new Dune. It's like one of the last shots of a Fremen like... That's why they have those double pickaxe things that's in the trailer. Um, well, now I'll never know. <laughs> now we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll never know that it's there. You'll never be able to see Dune ever again. It's never... I'm sure it's, it's still in theaters. <laughs> you know, you know the way that people usually watch movies? No, I can't do that. Do, My bladder that. is too small for theater <laughs> that's experience. True. That's I true. can't. She'd need to bring her catheter. <laughs> a catheter and like a bag to shit in. Ugh. I um uh should we talk about the romance that happens? Yeah, sure. And they we can talk a little bit how they it. establish the romance not at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there is no character connections at 
all. Honestly, I felt that in the book, too. Like, I just feel like the characters are just so isolated. Because, like, Paul and Jessica are supposed to have this connection. And Jessica and Leto are supposed to have this. And I don't see any of it. I just see a fucking whore and a weird kid and his dead dad. And I'm only calling her a whore because they refuse to call her anything other than a concubine in this movie. <laughs> she is a concubine. She... Yeah, they, her, they did a much better job with the new Dune of establishing, like, a mother-son relationship. I, I don't know how mother relationships are supposed to work. That's beyond me. But it seems legit. Yeah. What in the new Dune. Is, is that how moms are supposed to work in the new Dune? Shady fucking bitches. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, maybe Pam wasn't so far off then. Anyway. <laughs> you forget how moms work, Paige. They're not supposed to be loving. They're not supposed to care about you. Manipulate you and use your genetics against you. <laughs> And, and they do that. Oh, also, one thing that what I felt was not explained, but, like, they they took an extra beat for it. Uh, the fact that you can choose the gender of your child in this universe. Yeah. Which was, like, it's, it's weirdly vague, though. Is that just the thing? They're like, and you can do this. We don't know how or why. You just can. Yeah, kind of. Well, they were, <laughs> well, they, they were like... Because the whole thing, like, the Benny Jessards don't like Jessica because she purposely had a son. Yeah, to... purposely. Yeah. Purposely... That's, what, that's what I'm wondering, too, because they don't explain it. <laughs> They're like, you were supposed to have only children. It's like, isn't it? Or only only girls. And it's like, isn't it the sperm that chooses the gender? Yes. I guess maybe she can like... use the voice on the sperm and be like, go to the left egg. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a boy. <laughs> That is not how genders are formed. <laughs> it, uh, it's maybe, not based on how do you know? I'm doing maybe. Maybe that's how it is. <laughs> maybe. I did. I did like the voice in this. I did like how it's one effect for everybody. Yeah, that's basically what it, it is in the other one. No, the other one. She talks about finding a pitch, and it's like almost oh, you have yeah, to find that's true. the yeah, yeah. The pitch is a little the bit custom different. voice for each. Guy, which I do like that too on like a sci-fi level. That's really yeah. interesting. But I liked how this was just like the Exorcist voiceover effect. Yeah. <laughs> for everybody, everybody is like your motherfucker's cuts in hell. <laughs> it's also like weirdly subtle too. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like with that, so that's where I think this movie gets really muddled because with that, the voiceovers and then the actual dialogue, there is so much talking. <laughs> And it's all in like, cause the 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 VOs are all whispering. They're all yeah. like, oh wow, look at that! Oh my gosh, a sandworm! Holy shit! And then like, <laughs> is that not how you think in your head? That's how I think. Oh yeah, you no, you don't. <laughs> you don't even know how to whisper. <laughs> do you, do you know what that word means? <laughs> I I understand it. I can't speak it. <laughs> I understand that I can't speak it. <laughs> oh. I'm surprised that now that you mentioned, it, I'm like I was surprised at how similar the costumes were, like almost in quality. They're other than similar. the Harkonnens, basically just like black spray painted hazmat suits. <laughs> but, but but like the, the still Fremen, the still suits look the same, and the look, still suits yeah. look identical. Yeah, like they're pretty much identical. The Benny Jesuits, all they needed was that weird beaded mesh thing, and it's yeah. the same fucking costume. Yeah. Um, uh, the box is just a color palette swap. The box. <laughs> the box. Which Put dear your hand in the box. Is it just called the box? Yeah. In the. Bo yeah. 
Why isn't a vagina? You want him to put his That's whole hand in that woman's pussy? <laughs> That's the euphemism. This was a stupid joke. Let's let's go back. <laughs> no, but could you imagine? Wait a second. Now, now I have a scene. <laughs> now it's playing out where Timothy Chalamet walks into the room teeth. and she goes, she goes, come in, kneel, <laughs> puts her hand in the box. He's like, what box? She lifts her skirt up. He goes, what's in the box? She's like, my fallopian tubes. <laughs> You did not pass that test. You will feel immense pain. <laughs> I have been doing Kegels for 800 eons. I'm going to crunch your hand right off of your wrist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's make a porn version of Dune. <laughs> oh no, Poon! 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 <laughs> yes, it's Poon! <laughs> Poon! <laughs> in the distance, you, in the distance, on that last shot, instead of the Fremen riding on the sandworm, it should just be one sandworm going inside of another sandworm. Oh! <laughs> That's how they mate. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> they do a sand dance. Oh! <laughs> now that you made it fun. <laughs> there's music and dancing involved. I'm down. But did you, did you, so I quite liked the um, superimposed melting hand, which is very David Lynch. Yeah. Uh, and the melting the, face. He did too. The melting face, the fetus, the ran the fetus shots that show up. That's just like getting strangled in her uterus. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I did hate how they didn't make her a fucked up premature looking little kid. Um, it's like a grown woman with dwarfism that looks like completely normal. Oh yeah. Um, but I wanted her to be like fucked up and still kind of look like a fetus when she's fucked. But she didn't. It's fine. I can never be like my dreams. Like the the mother in uh, the end of Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wanted her to look but like that. Like smaller. <laughs> but um, I liked I liked the melting hand thing, and I thought it painted a better image of like what the box was doing, and. All of this is Tim Timothy Chalamet's fault for not accurately portraying how much pain he was in. He just looked very constipated in the new it, Dune. It was it was real good until he crosses his eyes. I thought it, the performance was pretty believable until there's just like that one shot of him just like, and I'm like, oh, now he's taking the shit. Now he's just <laughs> taking the shit. Do you cross your eyes when you shit? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> if it's great, I'll that? roll them back. <laughs> I, I, I liked that because you didn't have to linger on the face. I don't know why, but lingering, lingering expression shots, can they're very hard to do. You have to be like a very high tier actor to make that shit passable. There were definitely and way Timoth too many Timothy Chalamet like facial like ba like too many shots that worked off of his performance, and his yeah. performance is only okay. <laughs> Oh, if that. Uh, yeah. Where I I thought uh, Sarah McLaughlin's performance was much better. It, In the arms <laughs> of Atreides. <laughs> I really liked this Paul Atreides. I was so... You really like, did. His performance was really good, and he had to say some really stupid lines. I think that's just because he just held that look of shock the entire movie. <laughs> so no, it just he worked. Smiles. 
he does there's smile. one smile at the beginning when they're like um you're sitting with your back to the door and he's like i know <laughs> yeah and that's smiles. And smiles so out of place <laughs> it's like about as out of place as when he's just petting the pug but like still faces like oh what is it father and he's like getting around its like ears. Like, is that a good boy? That's a good boy. Yeah, that's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your pug I, I said. I, <laughs> I really like Sarah McLaughlin's performance. He was really awesome. He he it was much more believable, and I felt for him more. Um, oh, I didn't talk about the romance. How they established the romance by having a narrator say, uh, "Chani and Paul's romance grew." And then I think they watched that back and went, that's not believable. I know. Hey, Sarah McLaughlin and whatever that chick is from Blade Runner, I need you to come back so I can film you guys making out with your tops off. So I can superimpose those over the yeah. shots so people really know that you're in love. That's, um, because there was, there was half a moment where I was like, because when I, when I saw you know, how this matched up with the 2021 Dune. I was like, so when I get to the end of this movie, am I going to be like, oh, it makes sense they split it up into two movies? Or am I going to be like, why would you split this into two movies? That whole third act VO, I was like, oh, that's why you split this into two movies. Because it's just like, yeah. here, let's sum up like 10 fucking years right now. <laughs> let's just do all of it and just tell you it. And just put a script and just have a montage and have somebody talk over it. And then, hey, now we're yes. in the future and everybody's good. It's was it the future? I thought like a month passed. Uh, they may it probably is like a month, but they make it sound like they're doing these like grandiose fucking well, shit. Yeah, yeah, because they put, they put a, they put a hairpiece <laughs> on Patrick Stewart, <laughs> but because he's bald on top, they just like glued long hairs <laughs> onto his side head to make it look that time has passed. And I swear to God, it's straw from a broom that they painted silver. <laughs> and that shit does not move. <laughs> also, why? Why? He's bald. Just leave him bald. Also, the eyebrows in this movie. Oh, my God. We have to talk about the eyebrows. I want them. They're so good. I want them. I, I love that the, you know they're good eyebrows when they touch every visible part of your forehead. If your <laughs> eyebrows can make contact with your whole forehead, they're great eyebrows. That's how big and bushy they should be. Especially the front bit. If you can get the front bit to reach up there, if you, can ooh, get a you got a good eyebrow. Unicorn coming right out <laughs> between your eyebrows. You're a king. You're a god. It's so good. It's so good. And that's like the the telling trait of like an entire race is those eyebrows. Oh, can what is with the lips? That's something that's not in the new Dune and they didn't really talk about. What is this new? And then they say a phrase like I do this and the lips stain red, blah, 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 blah. Huh? What are you talking there, about? There is a, I swear I'm not crazy. No, I, I probably don't remember. I had to rush through this movie. <laughs> there, There's a dude. He drinks some stuff. And then apparently from drinking the stuff, it stains their lips, and that's why their lips are like. Oh well, I bet I bet it's the like the spirit water or whatever. Is that what that is? Probably. I mean, if he's drinking something, probably. But I don't think we haven't gotten that far in the new one, so. But is that in the book? I don't know. That's past. That's past. I think. Past where you read? Yeah. Past the first ten pages. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised where the movie ended. I was like, okay, so I can I, wait a whole two years to finish this. I'm exactly halfway through the Spark Notes. 
No, I genuinely read half of Dune. I was surprised too. Listen, I promise Sasha is literate. I've seen it happen. It took time. Oh, it was an audio book. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. I'm so mad I didn't get the audio book. I would have finished the fucking book by now if I had bought the audio book instead of the actual book. I enjoy actually reading. But it, it, um... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand, but he says, like, a poem about drinking the stuff and the lips stain red, blah, 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 blah. It's very nice. Oh, very there's, like, there's a lot of poetry in, in the, in the book that's brought out in this movie. That's beautiful. Finger snaps. For poetry. But, yeah, I mean, what? I'm trying to think if there's anything I forgot. Let me grab my notes. Let me grab yeah, my, notes, my notes. Make sure. Right oh, my notes are right behind me. Oh, oh, we had an accidental comedy cut in this movie. Oh, there's a lot of accidental cuts. Yeah, this whole movie is an accidental comedy cut. But uh, the comedy cut, um, I forget what they're talking about, but they're talking about something regarding Yue and what happened to him. And it is a hard cut to him crying in a corner on a wide. (laughs) I do fucking remember that. I do. Honestly, I laugh. Almost every scene with Yue comes across as weirdly comical. I laugh so hard I had to pause the movie. <laughs> oh, montage credits! This movie has montage credits, or like at the beginning. It yeah, it almost looks like what they play at the Oscars when the actors when they died. just play the fucking photos of Dune, <laughs> just yeah. the the desert shots. And then it's like For the like actors. And it says their name. Um. Oh, the shot when he's uh like fighting the like fake robot thing in the beginning, and the guy's like he has precise control, and it's just him rolling around on the floor. <laughs> also, the robot like takes five like whole seconds to come out of its arm. It's the, you know they just wanted that Star Wars shot. Every every old sci-fi needed to copy that fucking one Star Wars shot of Luke training in the goddamn with the thing on We're his just- head. Which does flips. Yeah, he doesn't even do flips. He just gets shot with a blaster and deflects it with his lightsaber. And it looks so bad. Yeah, it looks awful. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, wait, go ahead. Oh, well, I, that's that's one thing I'll give the 2021 is that they do set up that Paul knows how to fight before he goes yeah. and just trains all the Fremen. We're in this movie. <laughs> he does, like, no actual fighting. Like, he doesn't do a lot of fighting in the new one either. But, like, in this movie, he does almost none. And it doesn't seem good. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to train you all. <laughs> it's like, you're going to train us how to do what? Look flabbergasted? I did like his like almost pyramid scheme demonstration of the voice. Yeah. Where he's like, this is the it's he's literally like a sale a used car salesman where he's like, this is the hardest stone that you can find. You come punch the stone. <laughs> you cut the stone. You yell at the stone. And nobody can do it. Nobody. And then he's like, now me. And for five easy installments of 1995, <laughs> you can also have the voice to cut stone. Choose by Tappy. Choose by Tappy. Choose by Tappy. Juice. Juice. Tappy got juice. Paul got juice. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. But then they start using the way, which I like the idea of sound being a weapon. Yeah. I think the like concept ab- of the voice that's in the is book really for cool. sure, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I mean, the voice is like the big, the big thing. Which I, I feel like they didn't demonstrate exactly how powerful the voice is in the new one. It just feels like a weird party trick. Yeah. Which is, I mean, so I, I, that's kind of how it is in the book. Because like I said, God forbid they give you like anything straightforward. Because um, like the voice comes from like the Benny Gesserit like train, like mental training or whatever. Um, yeah. So they, that's why they have other abilities too. But like the voice is the main thing. But it's basically just like to compel people to do whatever you want. It seems like. Um, it, it's like super hypnosis, like instant hypnosis. And then like. Paul Atreides has a sister, like, his horror of a mother is pregnant with a sister, which they do cover in the first one. Um, but they only, like, briefly mention it, and they use it more as a demonstration of his, like, connection with the Force or whatever, yeah. that he can sense that. They don't paint it as, like, oh, his sister's gonna be a big deal, because she become. I mean, she's rushed in at Mach 5 speed at the... <laughs> Again, that's why I was like, okay, so this is another reason why you're fucking <laughs> gonna cut <laughs> but... into two movies. There should have been a little bit more of a mentioning of the fact that she's about to give birth to a hive mind of a child that has all the knowledge of everyone ever in the in the child. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be jarring in the new one. Which is like, so fuck you, Jessica. You want to have two Messiah babies? <laughs> you and your like shitty little white family. <laughs> Jesus, not even Mary did that much yeah. in the Bible. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> She's like, well, now I'm going to make one with a vagina, so. <laughs> Gender equality. <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it, too. <laughs> but they did They did the child. Also, I don't know what, what's her name, Alia? I don't know what Alia did. I know she was talking to, the, did she kill the emperor? What was her point? I don't know. She just seems like she's like a, a, another Paul. <laughs> she was, but she was there, but I don't more? know what she... Yeah, well, she she tells the emperor they tell him who Mad Madib is. Yeah, because they're like, because nobody knows it's Paul somehow. <laughs> Even though it's like, where are you guys getting your information from? <laughs> <laughs> he was literally riding a sandworm in <laughs> midday. <laughs> How did you not see that? How did you not see the 30-year-old man spread eagle on a giant penis <laughs> riding across oh, the Oh, and I will avenge you, father. <laughs> also, it just doesn't seem very messiah-y for your entire motivation to be vengeance. <laughs> it's like, don't you want to bring peace to the Fremen, help the Fremen? No. Save the no, universe? He's got to avenge it. Avengers dad that he had zero connection with, you know, cats <laughs> that, in the cradle yeah, and the silver have, spoon. That's the one thing I'll, I will say about the new one, too. There's actually a few scenes between Oscar Isaacs and Timothy Chalamet, and their chemistry isn't great as father and son, but it's believable and it works. Yeah. There's none in this, or this, <laughs> there's none in this movie. This, I don't know where they got the guy, to, but he looks like a goth version of uh, Willem Dafoe. And then yeah, but also does. looks like they just found him at like a Dollar Tree at the cat at the checkout. Like he looks like a Dollar Tree worker. And they're like, you, you, you got a good face for the camera. He looks Come like a read guy lines. Who, like, eats fast food at the cash register. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got like a chocolate shake and some fries. What up? Five ninety five, ma'am. <laughs> No, no, insert the card. Don't swipe it. Insert it. <laughs> it won't work. I promise you it won't work, no matter how many times you do it. 
Um, the guy, yeah, the guy who played, uh, I'll call him the king. Is he the king? What's, what's Paul's dad's name? Leto, Duke Leto. Plato? Leto, L-E-T-O. Why are, the, why are there, okay, so you, you have Jessica, you have Paul, and then you have Gunner, Guna? Guna? Oh, what's Gurney, his name? Gurney. Gurney? Yeah. Which I guess that's a, that's, you know, that's a hospital bed, so I'll let that one slide. But then you have Leto or Leto? Leto, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The names are all over the place. Pick a lane. <laughs> I also like that Baron's full name is Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. <laughs> like, we, we can't miss that if we're gonna go into the Vladimir. Yeah. Just in case you didn't know he was evil, his first right. name is Vladimir. <laughs> I, I will say in this too, they also do add the fact that the Baron is like a little boy toucher a little bit. Cause that's what oh, yeah, randomly- yeah. Oh, when he's looking at Sting in the thong well, and, and he goes, doctor, he, get me my medicine. That guy that he brings in at the beginning when he's like in his suit who ends up killing the like little ginger boy, he's in the book. And um, cause like Baron asks one of the guys to bring him somebody who looks like Paul for him to like fondle. It's like a weird throwaway line, just like at the end of one of the chapters and it, they never come back to it. <laughs> That's completely missed in the new one. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, rightfully so. Why would you just want to throw that in there? Oh God. Oh. Well, this one they committed. Yeah, I mean, they mostly everybody just wanted to fuck everybody. <laughs> And Jessica. Yeah. Well, mostly Jessica. Mostly everybody. Yeah, well, was yeah. It's her job. I guess so. To fuck everybody. I'm confused. Now I'm confused, and now I need to finish the book. Are the Benny Jesserts also whores? Like, is that. Do you no. No, I don't think they're whores. But the. <laughs> Do you think they're like leveled up prostitutes? I like, think after that they're you prostitutes so with witch powers. They're prostitute witches. Witch prostitutes! This is our B film. Oh my god, that'd be a good B film. Honestly, that sounds like a CW show. That sounds like a Vampire Diaries spinoff. Is witch prostitutes? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we need to do this. I need you to find connections. <laughs> I got. I will only play the head of the coven. <laughs> I have the hair for yeah. it. Oh, we have to give you a middle part with your bangs. <laughs> I already have it. I have it right now. <laughs> and I'll be like, you're not spreading your legs wide enough. <laughs> God. You're gonna be like Dracula. Like Dracula from Van Helsing. <laughs> that was disturbing. Igor, look. why do you torment that thing so? Remember, Igor, do unto others before they do unto me. It is my job. <laughs> <laughs> It's what I do. <laughs> I'm so happy you loved Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah, that's something we're gonna have to revisit that every Halloween. It's so good. All right. Um, I think that's all for my notes. Uh, I have costumes. Oh, I put why is everybody so sweaty? But we covered that. Um, it. So yeah, no, hold on. There were points where they clearly blotted people in between takes. Yeah. Like people, people would start really sweaty. And then it'd go to a different character, and come back, and it's like someone used some Maybelline powder on them, and they're fine. That's why now. I think it's so funny, cause like that's why I'm saying everything's wet. Even the people, even the people are like damp for like significant parts of the movie. That set looked hot. It, like it oh, looked yeah. like a very hot. It looked set. like a factory. <laughs> like it looks like a sweatshop. They shot this movie <laughs> in a sweatshop. I'm convinced. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, that's that's really. Oh, the Baron has painted toes and fingernails. Yeah, dude, Baron no is reason. fucking fabulous. He is fabulous. He has those Even boils, with those boils. Yeah, boils, the purple boils all over his face. You can bedazzle them. They'd look great. <laughs> TikTok hacks. How I style my boils <laughs> in the board. Get ready with my boils. <laughs> can you imagine if the 1984 Baron had a TikTok? Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure he's literally on there now. <laughs> it is the only TikTok account I will I will watch. <laughs> not it's an untapped market somebody get on this <laughs> guys gross middle-aged men on tiktok it is an untapped market we're here for it no we're not no we're not no we're not no, no we're, we're not, not. <laughs> we're not we're definitely not yeah that's that's all i have it's any production things you saw any cinematography things i mean this already talked about the score yeah the shit's all over the place man <laughs> <laughs> There's like, no dissecting this. There's that. I was like, I was like, the only thing I could come to like terms with was just like, this cut is as chaotic as every shot and every <laughs> moment of this movie. The shots hold no, that's the, that's the, the biggest difference I feel like between this dude, well, not the biggest difference, but <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is no sense of pacing in this one. It's just so much. And then I feel like that's the, the benefit of doing a remake is this one was just like the first one. So it's like, how do we do this? Let's just get it all out and like make it work. And here it is where Denis t was able to like learn from that and take his time to, to have a movie that built a pace and like built like those moments of tension and, and whatnot. Regardless of whether or not it makes the movie more interesting is up for debate, but yeah, this movie definitely lacked any kind of like consistent pacing. But it, it definitely had a lot of entertainment. There was never a moment where I was bored where in the new Dune, yeah, is it more, like, pleasing? But there were moments where it's like, I'm pleased, but I'm also bored. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't where find... Where this one's just I like, yeah, fuck? It's too much. This, this one, yeah. as soon as you get bored, they show you just, like, a squelching vagina hole. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, and now I'm disgusted <laughs> and intrigued. <laughs> Keep going, David. <laughs> as you will. I'm so sorry I doubted you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here. All right. So, what would you what would you rank Dune 1984? Oh. I would give it. Uh, and disclaimer: Don't do this, kids. I would give it 56 rails of coke out of 65. Don't do coke, and definitely don't do 56 rails of it. I mean, unless that's is your it prerogative. rails or lines? I don't do drugs. It's it's lines. I mean, I guess lines and rails are pretty. But usually, like when you do the line and you do it hard, it's called railing it. Okay. So railing's like a verb. It, You're kind of there. I'm kind of, listen, I... She got I the drug lingo. She knows the stuff. I got it. I'm, I'm one of the kids. Um, 56 uh, rails of coke out of 65. Don't do, don't do coke. Uh, don't do 56 rails. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie uh, 69 penis worms out of <laughs> 70, 70 worm dances. 69 out of 70. Yeah, this movie's fucking awesome. I told you. I think, <laughs> I think Dune was just meant to follow me through time, man. <laughs> there's, I don't think there's going to be a universe where I'll watch a Dune and be like, I didn't like that. <laughs> this movie was just too good. I'm going to literally hop off and probably put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> 
you you love campy trash, which is great. I'm so glad we did this podcast yeah. together because I also love campy trash. It has its place, guys. Sometimes it does. Sometimes, even if you're a film buff, sometimes you got to take a break from the good stuff and just watch campy trash. So you can remember where we came from. <laughs> yes, I was just gonna say that. Remember the whole that Hollywood the root. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to it. Anyways, thank you guys for watching. New episodes every week. Thank you for watching. It's been a pleasure. Please go watch 1984 David Lynch Dune. It's on HBO Max. Oh, it is.